warning. What you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel. Pull your headphones away ever so slightly. Secure any loose articles and muffle Junior's ears because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. guys and also that's the first time i've actually done the yell live in a few months most of you know that i was asked to stop doing it live so i i did and then i moved to my house we're now recording in like it was a walk-in pantry (laughs) i'm looking at allison sullivan and also my water heater (laughs) (laughs) because taylor does what he wants i do do what i want (laughs) we are here in the shroll home the headquarters of Forte Catholic. Indeed. We are surrounded by an absolute mess. It is an unfinished studio. I am unfazed. This makes me feel right at home. Uh, you are unfazed, but you sent me an interesting text message earlier, Miss Sullivan. Do you remember what you told me? I don't know. I don't know what. You texted me. I don't know me. what you're about to say. You I'm text- a little nervous. Well, don't you be. Don't go airing our texts. Well, you texted it to me, and just like I'm always recording, I also <laughs> record my text messages. <laughs> You're like screenshotting everything. You said this to me. Yeah. I'm super ugly right now. (laughs) In appearance, not spirit. I'll be a delight, but hard to look at. Okay? Question mark. (laughs) Okay. Well, listen. Okay. So I am in my husband's old ratty sweater. I am in a pair of floral leggings. My hair is still wet from my workout and it's a little rough, but you want to know why? Why? It's because I have a clean house. So it's not that you can't have everything, Taylor. It's that you can't have everything all at once. I can't have everything. (laughs) All at once? Because, I mean, I look amazing right now. (laughs) You're like, I look homeless. Yes. uh, First of all, that looks like a woman's sweater. So your husband wears very feminine sweater. Well, that's kind of why I stole it. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, good for me, and uh, you shouldn't be wearing it anymore. I'm also sweating because I've been setting up in this dang studio. Yeah, you've been working hard. What have you been doing while I've been working hard? Well, my friend made me a drink. <laughs> I did. Y- you you walked in. You were like, uh, my my liquor cabinet is also in here. And you saw my liquor cabinet and you were like, hey, I want a skinny margarita. And then I started making you a skinny margarita. And you're like, no, I can't do that. It's one o'clock in it's the afternoon. It's one o'clock on a Monday. And, and, what's, okay. and what's in your hand? <laughs> Listen, I was really impressed that you had skinny margarita mix. I just didn't take you for a skinny margarita mix kind of guy. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm delighted. My this wife lives here. Well, uh, <laughs> this is my home. Of course. Where is she? Can I, ha- can I drink with her instead, please? Uh, sure. But she's putting the baby to sleep. <sighs> Although I just yelled. so she, Yeah, <laughs> she was. We'll be all right. <laughs> so here's the thing. You said you're super ugly right now in appearance and not spirit. First of all, like this makes everyone that's not as outwardly beautiful as you uh, very upset because if you're like, well, if Allison isn't pretty, then what am I? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's good days and bad days. Sometimes I can be like, you got it going on, sister. That's it's cute for you. And then other days I know 
but I'm just going to be in Taylor's old pantry, so it's fine, <laughs> doing radio. I also like <laughs> that you said you'll be a delight. Like I will, I no promise. No one else in my life walks in like, I'm going to be delightful I'm today. going to be delightful today. I'm going to be well, like you the know, life Taylor, of the party. Well, you know, Taylor, sometimes I show up a little surly, and you're like, oh, geez, how's this going to go? So I'm just telling you, listen, I'm going to walk in looking a little ragged, but it's going to be a good show because I'm going to bring the the charm and so wit. Which Allison is your favorite <laughs> Allison? I've seen both. I've seen outward appearance not quite together, but inside you're doing great like today. Yeah. I've also seen the opposite. Where you look great on the outside, on the inside and wowzers. I'm just like, wow. There's I, just some work to I do. I have sister. no idea what to do with you today. <laughs> so which Allison do you prefer? I I mean this one's good. This one's good. I mean as long as I'm in like a watershed, you know, with a margarita. <laughs> I like that you told a joke. You already yelled at me earlier for not laughing at your jokes, and I'm drinking a skinny margarita. I thought I was being so delightful, and you're over here all business. Everyone should know, the kind listeners should know, that Taylor takes his sound very seriously for you guys. I mean, he is sweating over here, real sweat, real drops of sweat. And if you uh, donate to Patreon, I'll send you some of that sweat. Oh, God. That is the biggest deterrent I have ever heard for signing up for anything ever. Did ever. you say detergent? We're also bringing <laughs> some detergent that will make you smell just like me. You just don't know the word deterrent. Jeez. I don't. I'm dumb. Thank you. <laughs> um, so this weekend, Miss Sullivan, I got to do something that I always do, but it was special. Okay. So I'd li- love to hear. Just like yourself, I get to travel and speak to the peoples about the Jesus, right? Mm. You, do, you do the same thing. I do. Okay, so a lot of times when I travel and speak, I don't know the people. Like I come yeah. in and like, what is that experience like for you? You don't know anybody yeah. in the room except maybe the person that brought you in. You know, to be perfectly honest, I don't mean to take this to a deep place or anything, but it's a little easier. How dare you? I know. <laughs> it's a little easier for me because I'm not distracted by, do they like me? Do they like me? Do they like me? Am I worth their time? Am I worth their time? If I don't know them, I can let that go a little bit. And then that's a confidence builder, which ends up making me a little better at what I'm there to do. You know how I know I'm worth their time? How's that? Because I leave with a check. (laughs) 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 When I do stuff for home, I don't leave with a check. So then I'm not sure if I'm worth their time. But there's something about talking to strangers that frees me up. Just the tiniest bit. I don't know. I can't explain it. It feels a little looser. It kind of loosens something locked. So kids, if you're listening, you just heard your good friend Allison Sullivan say it's better to talk to strangers (laughs) than people you know. That's 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 our our Forte Catholic Minute for the day. Uh, So I spoke to kids that I know very well, Mm -hmm. kids who I've been intimately involved with Mm -hmm. as their campus minister, some of them as their coach, some Mm -hmm. of them as their confirmation sponsor. Like This was their confirmation retreat. It's the weekend before confirmation. They're getting confirmed this weekend. So if you're listening to this this week, say a prayer for them. If you're listening to this later, say a prayer for them anyway. Like They're still people, (laughs) even after they got the good old fullness of the Holy Spirit. And God works outside of time. That's always confused me. Well, it's like it's supposed to. We only have snippets of his wisdom and knowledge and strength. I mean, we're made in his image in very small measure, Taylor. But, but I can't disrupt. <laughs> we're supposed to be confused. But I can't disrupt the timeline. Like I can't pray for myself to do well on my ninth grade <sighs> chemistry test. His ways are not our ways. Because, like, what if I prayed a, a lot right now and he heard my prayer hey. and then I got good grades in chemistry and then all of a sudden I was doing something other than Catholic radio because do I was actually Do you know smart. that if I ever bomb a talk, do you know one thing I pray for? This is kind of the outside of time thing. Is that that I you do well on your chemistry test? No, I pray for people to not remember. I'm like, okay, that was embarrassing. That flub, that joke that was missed or whatever. And I just pray, God, make them forget. 
Do you think they do? Do you think that happens? Uh, no, I don't think you're very forgettable. <laughs> I also think that I don't have to pray for that because people forget me the moment <laughs> I walk out. <laughs> okay, what was special? Tell us. Okay, so the, these kids, like, I've actually been a pretty big part of a lot of their lives. This yeah. is their confirmation retreat is, like, essentially the last chance the church has to talk to them because yeah. the stats say that most of them will leave after this, right? Yes. So, okay, I was actually given this scripture to speak on. This was Saturday morning, uh, a talk out. Like, by the Lord? No. No. <laughs> he doesn't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were given the scripture by... No, her, her name was Deborah Borsky. <laughs> okay, gotcha. She said, this is our Here's theme. what we're doing. It's called Made New. And I think the Lord might have given it to her because I think it was the perfect scripture Yay. for this that's how my life works. I'm not very holy, but I surround myself by very holy people. So God well, tells them. Well, if that's them not stuff. holiness, I don't know what is. Me either. That's the point. <laughs> 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 oh man! So uh, she gets, you know, God talks to her, and then she doesn't want to talk in front of people. So she says, "Taylor, you do it." So I did. So it's from the Book of John, chapter one. Here's your test. Are you oh, ready? Don't do that. If you get it wrong, it's okay. You can pray for yourself in the future and you'll have the answer <laughs> now. It's fine. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh-huh. The Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. You know generally how it starts. Gospel of John. God is love. Let us love one another. For love comes from God and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. No. No? That's incorrect. Oh. In the beginning Gosh, of the word, really the word was with God. I really thought that the, the Holy God. Spirit just like descended and no, I nailed it's that. it's because you haven't prayed for yourself in the future yet. <laughs> oh, wait, that's First John. I still need points. Yeah, so same guy, <laughs> different book. I was very specific for that exact reason. So it starts off by essentially saying this word that was from the beginning, this Jesus, this is him, this is his story. Okay? okay. Then we get to John the Baptist. So we know Jesus is coming, but we haven't heard anything from him yet. John the Baptist is preaching. He has a ton of followers. And his whole job is to say, there's this man coming. And I'm not worthy to mm-hmm. loosen the, the straps on his sandals. Mm-hmm. He's the one. He's the man. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing towards him. And then he has all of these followers. And then we get to this passage that I had. It says, the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And he watched Jesus walk by. And he said, behold, the Lamb of God. We've heard this story before, right? Like yeah. John saying... Look, there he is, the guy I've been telling you about. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> they left. The two disciples. The two disciples left. So this is interesting because I saw this with new eyes because I've heard the story, I don't know, dozens sure. of times. Yeah. Familiarity kind of breeds indifference. Absolutely. So yeah. Which is why you're so indifferent to me. Okay. <laughs> so these two disciples leave and follow Jesus. John had told hundreds, if not thousands of people right. about this person that he was coming. Yeah. His whole mission was to baptize and prepare the way for this person to come. Yes. Two people followed, followed Jesus when hmm. he showed up. And I was like, that's strange that more people didn't follow. Hmm. You know who else didn't follow? John. <laughs> John the Baptist didn't wow. follow, which I always thought was strange. It's like, this is his cousin. And I was like, this is, this is weird. So first of all, John had a call. He knew from God, your job's to prepare the way for this guy. And then it's like tag team and wrestling. Jesus showed up and he's like, Boom, there he is. Tag, Jesus, yeah, you're it. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> and, was, and then he got his head cut off. But that's beside the point. That's yeah. beside the point. This guy had a mission, right? Okay. John had also prepared these two disciples for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thoughts? My initial thoughts as you were talking is I was I was thinking of, of his job and his calling. You know, he's telling everyone to repent, 
repent, repent, repent. And as I was thinking of that, I'm just feeling so grateful that that's not necessarily my calling. Like if, if, if his calling is, you know, repent, dang it. I feel like mine is love your neighbor, dang it. (laughs) And I like my calling so much more. Like I don't want that job. The one that's, you know, telling everyone they need to repent and come be baptized. So, but you know, I would like the job to be the pointer to Christ, you know, to be the one to say, this is him. I know it. The Lord told me I baptized him. The dove proved it like behold people like what a neat job. So to have this job of repent, no, thank you. But to be the pointer to Christ. Yes, please. So what's that here? I'll quiz you a little bit, Taylor. What's that verse that talks about we can't receive, you know, the gifts of God and not the evil also. So it's like, yeah, there's this hard part. But it's there's from the this beginning glory of first too. John. <laughs> it's from Job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are my initial thoughts. Yeah. So first of all, like, I'm glad that you like your job more than his. Yeah. Because he did have a tough job and then he got murdered for it like right after. Well, so. I'm willing to take that on. I just, you know, I don't want to have to you, like lose a ton of friends by saying, repent, you nasty sinner. You are more worried about losing friends than your head is what you just said for sure wow is that not the case for you is that not the case for everyone no i i oh take my head (laughs) no not at all not at all really i i very much like my head attached to my shoulders (laughs) i could care less about my friends (laughs) (laughs) just another way we're different taylor uh so jesus turned to these two people these two people started following Jesus. He saw them following him. And this is the first thing Jesus says in the gospel. And it's interesting because what you were just saying, this whole repent, turn your life around, Allison just spilled skinny margarita all over her husband's sweater. That was great. The first thing that Jesus says is, what are you looking for? In the other gospels, he's like, you know, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. But here, he looks at these two people and says, what are you looking for? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if that's not a great way to start off a retreat. Yeah, like, wow. What do you want? That is so good. What do you want from God? Like, you've been going through this, this confirmation process. Mm-hmm. You've been in the church your whole life, yeah. like, most of your life. You've been hearing all of these things. Like, like, you've been prepared to meet the Jesus guy, just like these two disciples yeah. were. But what do you want? Like, why are you following me? I I just thought that was a striking thing that I never realized that that's the first thing that Jesus says in the Gospel of John. Well, people were following him all around because they were hungry, because they were sick. You know, they were wanting him to perform these miracles in their lives. It was really about how he could make their lives easier. And it's not that Jesus, a relationship with him doesn't do that. It's just that it's not what it's about. And so what a clarifying question. Like, are you just here to, for me to help like straighten your path? Cause that's not what this is about. You know, I mean, look at how it ended up for him. He walked a very rocky stumbling path. Why would ours be any easier? So that's never really struck me before either, Taylor. I well, love I'm it. glad I struck you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a mean job. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that. Yeah, because you're in all those boxing classes. You have mm-hmm. a scary tattoo on your arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> if Jesus asked you, Allison, today, mm-hmm. what are you looking for? Mm. What's your answer? To mm. Just today. It doesn't have to be the perfect answer. Yeah. What's your answer right now? Peace. Aren't we all look just looking for peace? No. Uh, that's your answer. What's your answer? I'm looking for an air conditioning unit because it's very <laughs> warm in here. <laughs> 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 what if that'd be great? Like, what are you looking for? Uh, I want some AC. <laughs> like that you're at, like you know that I'm the guy of the See, universe. See, that's the like. straightened path. No, I think that you know, just a deep sense of peace that can only come from the Lord. We can try it out with AC units, but you're just going to get all hot and sweaty another way. You know, 
in my soul. <laughs> yes. I'm sweating on my liver. <laughs> my heart is sweating because I'm hurting. Okay. Your answer was better than theirs. Maybe. Oh, okay. I'm confused by their answer. Okay. What Jesus, are their answers? Jesus, they answered together, apparently in unison, but whatever. Uh, Jesus says, what are you looking for? And they say, Rabbi, where are you staying? It's like, I, I, you, you answer my question first. <laughs> like, yeah. And so it's interesting. So at first, they don't answer the question of... Like, the God of the universe just asked you, what do you want me to give you? Like, what yeah. are you looking for? Yeah. And they say, well, where are you going? So at first glance, it's like, that's a strange thing to answer. But they're ready to follow him. Yeah. They want to go wherever he's going. Yeah. And Jesus says, well, come and you will see. And I was just baffled by this whole thing. Like, even though John's whole mission was, there's this guy that's coming and I'm going to point to him. Yeah. It's still kind of crazy to me that, like, this person that they've been following for weeks, months, years. Like, we don't know how long they've been following John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. They just get up and go mm-hmm. and follow this other guy right. that they don't know, they don't have any experience with. Yeah. Like, why do they trust him? Mm-hmm. Because they trusted John. Exactly. And this blew my mind. This was the perfect example for these confirmation students yeah. that have to make the choice whether or not they're coming yes. back next Sunday. Oh, I love it's it. Like, it's so good. You may or may not have encountered Jesus yet. You know about him. You've heard about him. Me, the other youth ministers, uh, your parents, your small group leaders, we've all been your John the Baptist oh, pointing I the way it. to Jesus. That's so beautiful. And we're not done like John the Baptist. Like, my head's not getting cut off. Yours might be next week, but mine's not. <laughs> I'm keeping mine. But, like, we're not leaving, leaving. But at some point, like, in the next year or so, this has to be their choice because they're going to go off to work. They're going to go off to college. It's like all of the Johns, even if you haven't encountered Jesus, do you just trust him because of the Johns in your life? Yeah. Oh, that's so great. You know, as I'm listening and we all need the pointers in our lives. It's like, and whether that's friends or mentors or whatever, we need to rely on the pointers of our lives that remind us who God is, that remind us, that reminds us who we are. And as you were talking, I was thinking of, of the pointers in my life where it's like, I may not have had a really intense encounter with Jesus lately, but even if God is slow in coming, he is still coming, you know? And so I love that posture that you've created for their hearts to wait in hope instead of waiting with disdain or waiting entitled, but instead just waiting hopeful that this is where the people that I love have been pointing me. I'm going to wait with hope and optimism. I do enjoy some optimism. So, okay, here's the last piece. At the end of this, one of the people that follows Jesus is Simon Peter's brother, Andrew. So he goes and brings him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, he's never met this guy before. You are Simon, the son of John. Already impressive. He's never met him before. Yeah. You are Simon, and your dad's name is John. You will be called Kephas, which is translated Peter. He'd never met this person. This is like you just like sitting in line to pick up your kids at school and like, you are Allison, son of the mazes, but you'll now be known as Stephanie. <laughs> like, what? We've never met. Like, I don't know you. Oh, my gosh. But Peter's like, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And. So this is what's crazy to me because this whole the whole theme of made new obviously is, it, it also connects to Second Corinthians five where it's like oh it, whoever is in Christ is a new creation the old things have passed away the new have come and like myself and I think a lot of the people have always read that it's like I don't think the old things have passed away like I mm. still have a lot of sin in yeah. me I still have a lot of uh, negative in me all the mm-hmm. listeners know this like I don't know if I've been made new mm. but then I, I look at this story and like what did Peter do 
to earn a new name, to earn a new identity right. in Christ, to earn right. this this being a new creation. Literally nothing. Yeah. He didn't do anything good. He didn't do anything bad. He just showed up and Jesus was like, you're Absolutely. new and your name's Peter. And I'm going to trust what God says over what I feel. You Boom. know, I mean, come on. I will. I'm going to come with you. Okay, great. Okay. So I think we're deciding to follow Jesus together. Let's do it. Is that what we're going to do? Okay. Well, um, what we are going to do is we're going to come back and play a new game with our friend J.P. Quinn. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to test it out and see how it goes. <laughs> Allison's very nervous about this. I don't know. Don't go I'm anywhere. I'm a bad guinea pig, Taylor. You're a great human, though. We'll be right back. <laughs> Allison, you have to explain something to me. What? You, like, speak for a living. You're on my podcast. You do your podcast. And yet, when we do these commercials, you're, like, super, like, you don't want to do them. I don't, don't want to do them. Why not? You spring them on me. I like to be prepared. Like, I'm a perfectionist, Taylor. You? And you just, you like all this improvisational stuff. I'm not a naturally funny person, okay? Well, that's what Patreon is for. Patreon.com slash Fourth Catholic. It's all the content, like in the normal show, where you're not prepared. And right, where yes. I'm, it's where you put all of my bloopers. And you have a lot. I know! <laughs> Patreon.com slash Fourth Catholic. You can help support the show. You also get behind-the-scenes content from every episode. Bloopers, bonus content, like behind-the-scenes with our guests, our co-hosts, and Allison being angry at me. Yes, Go lots of eye-rolling you can't hear that, but whatever. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Forte When I do it, you can. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. It has been quite a day. So <laughs> here's, here's what's going on. Uh, we recorded segment one yesterday. We recorded segment three yesterday. So segment two is in the future. And Allison's back here with me. I just got confused. It is. We are in the future and the present and also the past. All at the same time. Right. It is the future from when we started recording. Yeah. It is the present because we're here in the present and that's how human beings work. But everyone is hearing this in the future. And we were talking about God working outside of time. Right. So. so we're not sure if he does, but I sure do. We're just trying to keep I things work consistent. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and we promised you that we would bring a new segment today. And that new segment is brought to you by our good and friendly rocket scientist. His name is JP Quinn. Oh, wait, wait before we get to JP, Allison, I haven't told you the bad things that have happened to me since we recorded yesterday. Please do. I fought with the technical difficulties we were having yeah. for hours after yeah. you left. And then I got bad news about some things at work. And then I laid down and finally I was like, I finally like decompressed and de-stressed. And my two-year-old walked into the room and I was like, oh, come here, baby. Let's just spend some time together. And I literally said to her, I just love it when we can just sit here, baby. And she threw up all over <gasps> my beard. Oh. All over me. And I'm like, this is how this is this is how this week's going. Oh. It's how this week is going. But anyway, back to the rocket scientist, wow. JP Quinn. Uh, has also has a nice beard. Have you ever been thrown up in your beard? Uh, many times I have a four and a half month old. And so even today, uh, my shirt kind of smells like uh, mm -hmm. some sort of spit up right now. So mm -hmm. it's a badge of honor, you know? 
I'm proud of you. I've never wanted a beard less than this moment. I've never wanted a baby less. <laughs> <laughs> than the throwing up kind. <laughs> but he's always so happy and smiley after he's, he's spit up. It's just like, oh, I can't even be mad at you. It's because there was a, a level of happiness in the room, and that always has to remain even. So the happiness he took from you, he gained. And now that's how the, the, there's balance in the force. Always, JP. Always. Always. Okay, so you have a new segment idea for us. You're a literal rocket scientist, but you waste your time thinking of segment ideas for Catholic radio shows and podcasts. So share, share your brilliance with us, buddy. Yeah, so this is, I guess, a benefit of being a Patreon sub- supporter. Uh, you know, maybe you pay a little bit every month and then you force Taylor to try your ideas on the air uh, live without any practice. And that's what we're going to do here because... Yes, because you know, usually the, the show is so choreographed. <laughs> yes. Very choreographed. It's so planned. I, I mean, I saw your show notes. They're just impeccable. I, um, literally, there are no show notes for this episode. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Segment one had show notes. You had some notes. You pulled them up. Three, three did not. You glanced at them a couple of this times. This one does not. I sent you my show notes. You did. You planned for this because you're successful in life. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... The, the idea is that uh, it's, it's a new game of sorts called Forte Mezzo Piano, which I'm sure you, as we've all learned recently, a double major, uh, did some music things. You, you understand those terms. Forte would mean something like... Very loud. I, I, I like how you say recently learned. JP, we've been good friends for years. <laughs> and you say recently learned. I think I shared that on last week's episode, like... Did you learn that information about me last week? I did learn that. I did not know you were a double major. Wow. Well, look yeah. at us. Look at us. And I respect you a little bit more for it. Well, you couldn't get any less. If respect was measured in barometers, I now have one barometer. That's okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I think the barometer is what you use to measure I, pressure. I, I, that, yeah. was, that was the joke because you're smarter okay. than me and then you can yeah. make fun The of problem me. is that if we're going to do this game, it has anything to do with music. When I attempt anything musical, dogs howl, babies cry, all the things. I mean, you need not have any musical skills other than knowing the, what the terms mean. And, okay. and the first term okay. was forte. So forte. something Which strong. Means very loud, strong. Something loud. Got That's that. why I'm the forte Catholic because I'm Check. loud and very strong. Yes. On the other end of the spectrum is a piano, not just the instrument piano, but like means soft or something quieter, a little less strong. Do you have not to say piano? Weak. Yes. Uh, yes. Sure. Uh, or get out. <laughs> okay. Piano. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like over exaggerate and, and stereotype no. the culture by it's, the way we say it. It's maybe, Leviosa, but. <laughs> not Leviosa. <laughs> and, and somewhere in the middle is a mezzo. It's a M-E-Z-Z-O, mezzo. It's a, it's a medium kind Middle, of. Mezzo, it's like there's M. mezzo piano, that. which is like kind of quiet. There's me- mezzo forte, which is kind of loud. So it's kind of right there in the Okay. Middle. All right. I, I can. I'm, I'm in. Okay. So, so the goal here is I'm going to give you random thoughts or opinions or hot takes, and you are going to decide if that is forte, mezzo, or piano. Okay. okay, you can, uh, as, you can clear take it as we are going to be on the it's parameters fine. of this segment. Okay. Parameters is another fancy word I use because it's a rocket scientist. Parameters. Parameters. Sure. <laughs> the pair of meters. That's the exactly what it means. meters. Okay, let's go. The Lord of the Dance is the worst song to ever be published in a hymnal. You know this song, Miss Sullivan. 
Now, now keep in mind. Lord of the dance, said he, and the blazer, uh, I wherever insist you may be, on it. Lord in the dance, said he. <laughs> okay, it's the worst <laughs> song to ever be in a hymnal. Yeah, because I mean, it's got some competition, right? Mary, did you know? Uh, <laughs> Mary, song. did you know? Is a great song. You leave that alone. Terrible song. Uh, <laughs> You know, you've got the I am the bread of life, which uh, makes yeah, no but... sense as to why we're singing that, because we are not the bread of life. Mm, um, good point. That's a good point. But... So Allison just sang. So whenever we're done recording this, I'm going to put in the sound effect of dog <laughs> howling and baby's <laughs> just, just Just because I it respect... It doesn't stop me, Taylor. I, I respect you so much that I want every word you say on the show to be true. And you said Thank that every you. time you're saying that happens. So we have to... I feel very validated. I'm going to go mezzo on that. <laughs> On the on the song, okay. Yeah, it is it is the worst song. I am going full piano on this. It is a bad what? song. The worst thing that has ever happened in a Catholic hymnal is that in most Catholic hymnals, there's a song called "A Mighty Fortress Is Our God." Allison, you don't know anything about music, but you know about the Reformation, right? Who I've, started I've heard. the Reformation? Martin Luther. I'll give you one guess as to who wrote A Mighty oh, Fortress is Our God. really? Why are we singing the anthem of the Protestant <laughs> Reformation inside of the Catholic Mass? It's the most that is a very good song. I love it when Taylor gets indignant. I don't know what that word means. That feels but, forte. But I'm, but I'm proud of you for using a fancy word in front of the rocket scientist. Yes, lots of <laughs> syllables. Yeah, I, whole I thought three. that was going to be pretty forte, but you got me convinced of it. <laughs> I would go with piano on that. Yeah, it's close, but very far all at the same time. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we, we have a mezzo and we have a piano. That's a good start. Uh, opinion two. Now, this one is just kind of maybe a pet peeve of mine, but I'm, I'm in this new parish. Anytime in the mass that someone says Jesus, everyone bows their head, like profoundly bows their head. But nobody bows their head when we say Holy Spirit or God the Father or God or anything oh. like that. I think that's pretty inconsistent. Three knee shall bow, but I don't know. I, I think that's weird. What do you think? Hmm. The fact that you think that is weird makes that a forte opinion. I am totally with you. It's weird for a couple of reasons. First, it says every knee shall bow. It says nothing about bowing your head. So I think you're be they're all being weird and not scriptural whatsoever. Second of all, I think it's very goddess against the Holy Spirit and the Father. Like, what did the Father <laughs> and the Holy Spirit do to you to hurt you so much that you have no regard for their name when their name? I think it's all or nothing. I think you've got to do it for every person of the Trinity or none of them. Make up your mind. I'm going to go mezzo, and here's why. Now that you bring it up, I agree with you. I think that it's awfully inconsistent. I mean, I think Jesus is probably like, you guys, you know? But the fact that I didn't notice that before makes me a meh. We're seeing a, a, a trend here. I kind of feel like every time we play this game with Allison, she's going to be mezzo on everything because she's like, eh, I don't care. I have very <laughs> few opinions, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, how about the next one? I know that I am a married man, lovely wife here of, of a few years. Taylor, you are a married man. Allison, I don't know you that well, but there's the ring. She okay. is not a married, married man. woman. Just not just a married man. Out there. Yep. I think that letting weapons, or sorry, not weapons. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I can't wait for the word that you meant to say when you said weapons. 
It, the problem is, is I was going to say letting weddings happen, and I, I blurred the two words to weapons, <laughs> happens, and weddings. Well, how much they cost, it makes it a weapon, but that's beside the point. Weapons, right, right, right. weapons so, hatting is where you were going. Letting weddings happen outside of a normal mass for the sake of not increasing mass length for everyone else is just contributing to the problems with modern marriages. Okay, Allison, you go first so you can't hear I'm my the, opinion. I'm like... I don't know. Is it a forte when I like could not more strongly disagree with you? Like, I mean, I don't know. I think selfishness and idolatry and, you know, like refusal to learn love languages. I mean, that's definitely contributing to bad marriages more than whatever the heck you just said. (laughs) Some of those things stem from the fact that you don't do that during a normal mass. Like every other sacrament is in a normal mass, except for like anointing of the sick when you're on your deathbed or something. And obviously your your confession is going to not happen during mass. I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is that if my husband hits the snooze button one more time, I'm going to call the whole thing off. Like... That. Wow, that's a very <laughs> shaky marriage. That is a piano marriage. <laughs> I just think that it would be less about you and more about the sacrament and more about the community recognizing this new bond that you have and sharing and celebrating that with you if it wasn't like your own special thing. Your opinion is very piano, and here's why. You're caring about the beauty of the sacrament. Allison is caring about whatever's going on at her house. <laughs> and I'm coming from the opinion, I am a married man, as you said. I have a wife. I have three very small children. If mass goes any minute longer, I might die. Like, I, I might never see the light again. Like, I don't know what will happen, but something will happen that leads to my death. So if you put anything else inside of the mass... More announcements. A wedding. Like, that is ridiculous, JP. That's that's your worst opinion I think you've ever had. Very piano. So you don't like Easter Vigil Mass? I love the Easter Vigil Mass. I choose, you don't like I choose confirmation to to the, masses? No. I choose to go to the Easter Vigil Mass. I'll get back to the confirmation thing. I get to pick whether I go to the Easter Vigil Mass or not. If I go... It is without my children because it's three hours long and I'm usually there because I care about one person getting a sacrament when there are 18 or I formed those people that are getting their sacrament. So I'm obliged to be there because I'm getting paid. So if my kids are involved, do not put a sacrament in. Confirmation masses, I enjoy them when they are on a Sunday because it fulfills my obligation. If it is on another day of the week, I'm not too happy about it. Because then I'm forced to go to two more than hour long masses within two days. But why would you enjoy that and not a wedding in a mass? It's the same thing. It's just another sacrament that deserves to be in the mass. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just no. Okay. I don't. All right. All right, fine. Then let's jump to the next opinion. Uh, I think that dioceses that put confirmation in high school as if that's going to help retain kids and keep them, or they need to wait until they're mature enough or something to understand. Like the age of reason is either the age of reason or not. I think that denies students the opportunity for graces that even God would not deny them. Mm. What do you think, myself? This is a big thing in ministry circles, and you just like visit them and speak and leave. Like you're not actually in charge of yeah, anybody. Yeah, I don't know. So what do you, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm just I'm going mezzo for a moment because I don't know that I have an opinion yet. I mean, this has only just been presented to me. I need to mull it over. Oh, so this is one of those things that 
as a convert, you haven't been approached. This is an argument people have all the time. Have really? Ever, have you ever heard about restoring the order? Do you know what that means? No. To me, it means like we need to bring the Jedi back. But in the church, it means we need to put confirmation back with First Communion and like give it to them as kids. Okay. Here's my opinion. My professional. Hold on. As, as okay. an example of that. I was a part of a restored order when it like first started happening in our diocese. So I got confirmed when I was in fifth grade. Okay. Okay. So here's my thing. I was going to say Mezzo because it's above my pay grade. Okay. But now I'm going to say we need to do whatever the opposite of what JP did because it obviously <laughs> didn't work for him. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Clearly it did not work for me. R-O-O-D. So whatever that plan was. No, okay, so Rude. Allison, this is a thing that like p- ministry people argue about all the time. Okay, and I did I've not just know. decided, you know what? I'll do whatever my bishop says. Okay. Whatever he says is what I'm behind. Yeah, so it doesn't whatever. sound like you have much of an opinion no, then. No, I, Well, I didn't until I found out that JP was from Restorer. <laughs> and now you just <laughs> want to do the opposite. Amen and amen. Okay, we have time. So we're, we're both a mezzo on that? We're both a mezzo. Quit saying eye to eye with me, Taylor. I don't know what to do with that. Is that, is that is that worse for me or worse for you? I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I'm perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have time for one more. Allison, you brought one of your own, right? Oh, my gosh. It's so lame in comparison. I thought we were, I mean, I didn't know we were getting so theologically heavy. I was talking about, you know, <laughs> decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Well, I'm theological and heavy, but not theologically heavy. <laughs> so, but, okay, so here's the deal. This is JP's game. We're going to continue playing this game. So if you have opinions that you want to submit for me and my rotating group of amazing co-hosts to argue about and to give you beautiful answers on, send them to taylor at fortecatholic.com. But usually it will only be me and the and the co-hosts arguing about right. these things. But because JP invented the game, yeah, Allison, you are now the host of Forte Mezzo Piano. Okay. Piano. Piano. And you That was have, good. That was very good. Admit it. I'm not going to put howling dogs after that. So <laughs> That was not you get to share yours, and JP and I get to argue about it, and then we'll end the segment. Are you share your? I'm opinion. just saying that if I were Thanksgiving, my feelings would be hurt. I think that people should wait until after Thanksgiving to decorate for Christmas. It's just rude. Oh, okay, JP, you haven't gotten to share your arguments yet, although you have argued with me, so maybe that's a lie. What are your yes, thoughts probably. on people decorating before Thanksgiving for Christmas? I think that is the strongest opinion of the night. I go full forte on that because not only do I not decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving, but I don't even really decorate for Christmas until Christmas because that's the Advent season. So I actually have like a lit Advent wreath that I'll go put outside in my front lawn and we have Advent wreaths inside and it is Advent season. And maybe the Christmas tree is up to have a place to put the presents, but that's a preparing state. And then we really leave all the Christmas decorations up with all the stockings and everything through the Christmas season until the Christmas season is over, which is way after, you know, everyone else takes everything down January 1st or December 26th or whatever. Right. Like, I think that is a very strong opinion and we need to stay true to our Catholic calendars. Wow. Uh, I like this. I, I have a forte opinion, but not on your thing. Uh, my forte opinion is that JP is a loser and a fun sucker. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I... I... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I used to be very forte on that. Okay. I used to be very... Like, you cannot decorate until after Thanksgiving. You cannot uh, listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. But then I got married 
and I got beaten down. And, <laughs> and I had this theologically correct answer. And my wife, God lover, she wants to listen to Christmas music all year. And I just want some semblance of happiness in my life. So I, I, I allow it. And there was the one year that I was busy, and I just literally, for one whole year, it was 14 months, because I decorated the day after Thanksgiving. And you know when I took those down? A year and a half later. So I was decorated <laughs> for Christmas all year, because we are a Christmas people. Allison, your opinion is piano, because I have given up on life. Well, anyway, that was a fun game. JP, thanks for coming thanks, on. Thanks, JP. Yeah, no problem. JP will come back. He'll host this game again. Submit your answers. <laughs> So I don't have to deal with these shenanigans again. Taylor <laughs> at ForteCatholic.com. We'll be right back for our final segment of the day. Don't go anywhere. Allison, if I say turn it to 11, do you know what movie I'm referencing? No. I think it's Pulp Fiction. Oh. I'm not quite sure. I've never seen it. But it's a thing that people say. And that's the reason why I decided that uh, ForteCatholic.com slash beard, the discount is 11%. Not okay. 10. Everybody else's is 10. I have the highest percentage off of everybody because... 11. Because I'm smart. <laughs> and I was like, smart. You are were, smart. That's all I ever wanted. We can stop recording. I just wanted that recorded somewhere. Fortagatholic.com slash beard. You can get 11% off your next order. I just ordered my new order of, of Catholic Balm for my beard because I needed more and I just got it like trimmed down and I wanted it to continue to look pretty and, f and to smell good so my wife will still love me. So if you too want your wife to still love you or if you're a woman and want to smell nice as well. Yeah, no, like, this is for like intentional beards, not accidental ones. No, it's for all beards. All <laughs> are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome on this face. Okay, I had to finish that. I had the joke and it kept going. Uh, but if you're a woman like yourself, you can, you can get lip balm. You can get like hand lotion. You too can smell like a pretty person. I do have the occasional stray hair. <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> I, on your arm? I don't know what we're talking about. No, that's the accidental beard. Oh, where you're like, beard. husband, tell me these oh. things. Oh, well, I'm not your husband, but I'll be sure to tell you <laughs> if I ever see it. ForteCatholic.com slash beard. TMI. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is Taylor Schroll, your host, coming back to you after 45 minutes of technical That's issues. All. Uh, Allison That's is all. still here. And not only did we have technical issues, but while we're having technical issues, my guest canceled. So <laughs> there, there's a priest who told me a very long time ago, while in a dinosaur costume, if you ever have a guest cancel on you and you need a guest last minute, you just give me a call. And I know that he's not busy or important or anything. So what did I do 30 minutes ago, Allison? I mean, T-Rex is the perfect fill-in. I called the T-Rex, and the T-Rex is here. Father Joseph Anthony Kress, the Dominican priest uh, who is in campus ministry, is on the line with us today. And you may or may not be able to hear him because of technical issues. What's up, Padre? <laughs> Uh, what up? Welcome. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, thank you for the phone call. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm just sit sitting around not doing a dang thing on a Monday morning. So when I got your phone call, you were like, hey, uh, guest canceled. I was like, you want me to be on right now? Yeah. And you said, yep. I said, okay, let's go with it. You're like, I'll answer your phone call in two minutes because I called you on this random Monday morning 
and then we worked through technical difficulties. We actually never decided what we were going to talk about. So I mean details. Don't bog us down with details. What would you like to talk about? Because you're the expert at literally nothing. I mean, everything. <laughs> that's that's just so encouraging right now. I mean, welcome to Monday mornings. and Or, gosh, it's Monday afternoon by this point. Um, yeah, we've been here a while. Yeah, we've been fiddling with dials. You yeah, didn't get a smart skinny margarita out of the deal, though, Father. So yeah, Allison and I got one. That you could don't be have arranged. One. I feel like. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, man. I might just have to go down to Texas and be in studio with you guys. Yeah, what are you doing right now? You want to come to Texas to be on the radio? <laughs> so Allison is a True. just an absolute professional when it comes to women's ministry. And you, as a man mm-hmm. who lives either alone or with other dudes, ha- are, have also dabbled in women's ministry. Explain that to me. Um, surprisingly enough, um, I've gotten called in for a handful of women's retreats and I actually just got done with a women's retreat this past weekend. The Diocese of Richmond did their college women's retreat here in Virginia. And this is, uh, I don't know, the handful of, uh, women's retreats I've done. And it was just a really interesting time, uh, to be the only guy surrounded by a bunch of women on the retreat. And the sounds like me at high school. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the differences between men and women, masculinity, femininity really are uh, they kind of rise up to the surface when you're surrounded by that. So it was an interesting time. Um, The feminine genius is real. um, But all I really wanted by Sunday was uh, a large pizza and football. (laughs) <laughs> I love that there was a huge butt right after he said, "There's yeah. feminine genius is real," and all the ladies were like, "Yay!" Yay! But <laughs> Allison, like, I don't know if if you can describe to me, like, why do women's retreats need like many succulents in every room? Oh, um, like, yeah, you know, well, I think that attention to detail is nurture. And that's what we're all trying to, you know, really kind of arrange on retreat is you are cared for, you are being looked after. And so there are a lot of people in the group that really appreciate those details. There's something about the aesthetics or the thought that's been put into it that makes us feel cared for. Just upon entering a room, I already feel cared for. Now... There are some of us that that might not notice that and we might feel cared for another way. And I think that that's a big mistake that is made with women's ministry is this kind of one size fits all approach when one size never fits all. And Absolutely. so it's really trying to come from all angles. OK, what's going to make this woman feel cared for? What's going to make this woman feel cared for? And so if a succulent does it, that's easy. That's so easy. Let's do that. And so let's pull out all the stops to make everybody feel loved by Jesus. And yeah, if it takes I, a succulent, I mean, you know. But what so about that one guy at is, men's retreats that wants a succulent and he doesn't get one? And I'm sure that that happens. I have Everybody a needs to get out succulents. I have a question. Yes. What's a succulent? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like coming up with some interesting images over here of what a succulent yeah. might be. It's like a cacti. A lot of people have said about me on retreats that I am kind of like a cacti. Very prickly, dry, hollow inside, you know. <laughs> no, like they're a not cacti. hollow. I, we're using the word cacti wrong because it's cactus. I just liked knowing that if there's more than one, it's cacti. So I used it wrong mm. in trying to prove that I knew what it meant. So I retract all of that. I don't. <laughs> Go on with it. 
No, but I'm curious to hear what you think the differences are. This is fun. This is a great it's, it's between succulents and cacti. No, shush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, there is definitely this emphasis on um, being known, and I think you're able to like just walking into a room. The women feel like, oh, they they know me. The environment of a women's retreat is ridiculously important. Mm-hmm. Like the the candles around um you know even at meals you know making sure that there's like tablecloths and and flowers on the like little things like that mm-hmm. are really attended to cuz mm-hmm. it kind of gives you that homey a very comfortable feel so that you can enter into different small groups with a little more vulnerability cuz you feel a little more at home sure yeah right um guys don't give a rip about that yeah like I, I just don't see it. I remember one of the girls, uh, it was it was towards the end of the retreat this past weekend, just asked me, she was like, so what's a men's retreat like? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of had to sit back and laugh. I was like, well, there's a lot of pyro. Uh, there's fire. Like there's uh, cigars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably a little bit of whiskey. Yeah. Here. What encourages men to kind of dive deep and a little more vulnerability and right. things like that. Yeah. It, it's different than just setting the environment and setting the tone. I think it, it, doesn't matter so much of the location or the surroundings of it. Men have this natural desire to, I think, follow in the footsteps of somebody else and be taught. Um, and this is where I, I find it really interesting because uh, I think women, they learn the ability to be nurture, nurturers in that sense by their environment. Uh-huh. And men have to be taught how to be masculine in very um, intentional ways. And so that's where, like, we don't give a rip about what the environment's like, but as long as the leader is in the tone for it, men are able to follow that. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think that, you know, you mentioned something early on about how important it is for women to feel known. And I, I completely agree to feel known and to feel understood, to create a space where I can just come as I am, not as I ought to be. And, oh my um, gosh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And so, and I don't know, does that take longer for men? Are women more willing to, to dive into that? But, you know, cause we all have the same cravings. I would imagine. I think that we all want to be seen and known and cared for by a father bringing our, our strengths and our weaknesses into, into rest under that, that tender gaze with just compassion. And, and maybe then if we could just kind of calmly embrace exactly where we are, we could get rid of the pesky thought that tells us we ought to be somebody different. I mean, I think that ultimately we're all wrestling with the same things, but getting us to a place where we're willing to share that and reveal that and talk about that, the avenues might be a little different. I'm wondering if women can enter into that space more quickly, or do you find that it takes longer for men or not necessarily? I think women do enter into that much more easily. Or is that just a just, stereotype? I mean, in your experience, because you know, stereo- generalizations, stereotypes you know, kind of bother me. You know, I feel like we can all be reduced to these exaggerations of our gender. And so, and, and that's, that's not helpful. But so in your like concrete experience. In my concrete experience, I find that women are quicker towards vulnerability in small group discussions and things like that um once they feel like they're going they have this plan walking in on on a women's retreat i I find this like i think women um when they sign up for a women's retreat they have this plan okay i'm going to be surrounded by women i can be comfortable to kind of let my guard down or i want to let my guard down and stuff and so they kind of jump into the vulnerability very quickly Uh the risk of that is that they become i don't want to say like they overshare yeah 
they become to emotionally dump things on people because they don't necessarily have a support structure in their daily life. And so there's a risk of that, that it becomes very emotional and very, uh, it goes too far in that. And I think the other aspect for men is that when men enter into a retreat, it's going to take a longer time for them to break through some barriers. Yeah. But when they do break through, the vulnerability tends to be actually a little deeper. Yeah. What do you think about that, Taylor? Yeah. So, so what I'm interested in is like, okay, so here's the here's this man walking into a women's retreat, but you're wearing you're wearing a dress, so you kind of fit in. Like, I, you you already kind of have that going for you. But like, how long have you been working specifically with women's ministry? I actually did my first women's retreat about eight months after I was ordained a priest. Oh wow! So. I'm a hundred years ago. Years. I'm really proud. Yeah. That's a long, mm-hmm. lot of experience. <laughs> Did a full century women's ministry. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing it kind of off and on here and there, probably for about three years now. So the big uh, stereotype is like, oh, priests don't understand women because they're not men. Priests don't understand married marriage because they're not married. Like, what are the things that you are able to share that is received well from these women at these retreats? You know, Allison was even talking about stereotypes. Like, we can apply these stereotypes towards priest, right? Oh, hmm. you don't have anything to tell women because you're just this masculine patriarchy. Who do you think you are walking into a women's retreat telling us how to be women? And what are you going to say to a bunch of dudes when you're just a celibate guy living in an over-sexualized world to a bunch of men who are married? Like you have nothing to give. The reality is I'm not an expert in masculinity. I'm definitely not an expert, expert in femininity, but through hearing confessions and doing the pastoral work that I do, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we have a a grip. Priests have a certain understanding of humanity that runs through in all of it. So that's what I bring to these retreats is just the basic human desires that we all want to be known and loved and how that's expressed and how that's engaged is different for men and women. Um, I would say, though, for women's ministry as a priest, even though I'm a a young priest walking in, the number one thing I can do is uh, let women know that they have an eternal father uh, who loves them, who knows them, who will protect and fight for them. Hmm. Um, And I think that's the number one thing that you can do as a priest is offer the sacraments, um, offer opportunities for women to encounter their eternal father. And that's, that's pretty much all I bring to the table. Well, that is all you bring to the table. So we're done. For, we're done here. Our, our work Good. is done here. Uh, I think, <laughs> dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you um, coming on last minute for dealing with all the insanity of me trying to figure out what this new setup is looking like but uh, how can hopefully th- it works i, know, I mean we'll, like, we'll see we'll good we'll see if not we just hung out for 15 minutes it's fine everything's yeah. fine how can people get connected with you how can they follow you how can they uh see you in dinosaur suits <laughs> well, um, all of those things are real life uh no um i'm on pretty much all the platforms uh twitter instagram at uh ja cress op because uh, you're campus. overpowered right the op yeah, is for overpowered know. It well, it was O J A Cress O G was taken, so I had to roll with J A Cress O G. But um, and then our campus ministry, I'm the chaplain at the University of Virginia. Um, the our contact info for all platforms is at Catholic Who's H O O S. 
Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Allison. Thanks for coming on today's show. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you, Taylor. You're thank Tyler. That was really yeah. Weird. I only barely like meant that. that last one. I really meant the first one. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Well, that's very cute. Thank well, you. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for dealing with uh, the new setup. But we're here in yes. the Forte Catholic Intergalactic Studios here in my house, right next to my kitchen. Thanks so much for tuning in today. All things Forte Catholic. F O R. T.E. Catholic. I will be back next week. Say All right, it's our last one, Allison. You don't have to be stressed out anymore. <sighs> no, I'm sweating. Literal sweat in my literal armpit. Well, I've, I've got nothing to help you out there, but uh, uh, you, are your feet sweating? No, what? Ah, no. Well, if, <laughs> it, I actually, I just checked. Yes. They are? Yes. Are you lying now? Because you said that they were. No, no, come here. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I never want to touch your feet or socks, but I, I can buy you some new ones. I'll touch those before I give them to you. ForteCatholic.com slash socks. I can get you some sock religious socks. Featuring Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe when you said you weren't good at these commercials, you were Ugh. right. I should have listened to you. Some uh, totally holy footwear. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go punch myself into that wall over there. That didn't make any sense. Uh, but oh, my gosh. Great Saints, the Jesus, who's my favorite Jewish Catholic. Uh, you can get all these socks to make yourself look good and feel holy. You can be reminded to pray whenever you look at your sweaty toes <laughs> with the stray hairs on them. ForteCatholic.com slash socks.